G'day, I'm Ben Jenkins, and this is Mentel, a podcast that talks about talking. More specifically, Mentel is all about helping men feel open and free to talk, to talk about whatever's on their mind. It sounds simple, but it's often not that easy as you hear. I want to highlight the importance of opening up, sharing, and connecting, as well as shining a spotlight on men's mental health. It's just so important that men feel comfortable to talk about what's going on in their lives, what they're thinking, and how they're feeling, physically and emotionally. And our hope is, through this podcast, that we get even more men talking. There's so many great people doing such great things to raise awareness for men's mental health, advocating for change in how we approach it, and helping to break down the stigma that men need to tough it out and keep their personal struggles under wraps. And you'll hear from some of them right here. So let's open up the conversation. So I thought maybe if I dress up and make something that's really invisible, you know, depression, anxiety, bipolar, it's really hard to see. What if we make it visible and combine that with surfing because we know how much stoke surfing can bring. On this episode, our very first episode, I got to speak to mighty mental health advocate Grant Trebilco. He's such a great bloke and I really love this chat. His honesty, vulnerability and drive are just super inspiring to me. After beginning his own mental health journey in 2012, Grant wanted anyone facing mental health challenges to feel free to openly talk about them without being judged. So in 2013, Grant started One Wave at Sydney's Bondi Beach, a mental health initiative that has now spread internationally, tackling mental health issues with a unique blend of saltwater therapy, surfing and fluoro. In this episode, Grant and I talked about his own mental health journey and how life changed for him so dramatically after being diagnosed with a mental health disorder. We talked about the importance of exercise and getting back to nature to get out of your head and into your body, how to break down the inherent communication barrier for blokes, and a whole bunch more. But how about we hear from the man himself, eh? This is Grant Trebilco. Grant Trebilco, welcome to the Mentel podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure, absolutely. So just just quickly, I guess, for those who may not be um, acquainted with the work that you do and, and, and the great stuff you've done, do you want to start just by giving us a little overview of the, the OneWave community you've built and, and how it's kind of become a bit of a, a global sensation? Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you, Ben. Um, so OneWave, it's a non-profit surf community. It's about raising awareness of mental health through saltwater therapy, surfing and fluoro and we run Fluoro Friday events at the beach every Friday. It was at the beach every Friday. Now it's online and some beaches um, due to the corona restrictions. But we dress in the brightest outfits we can because mental health is so invisible. And so the bright colors, they make people happy, but they also start conversations about mental health that don't usually happen because when people see us running down to the beach, they stop and ask, you know, why are you dressed up? And the last thing they expect is to say, we're raising awareness of mental health. And that's help start conversations those really tough conversations about mental health that are hard to start and before we surf we have an anti-bad vibe circle we share real stories around mental health and then we jump in the ocean and surf because um, sometimes one wave is all it takes to free the funk and that's part of the program and the other programs we run are a one wave school program where we take the fluoro fridays into schools and so we get all the students dressed up in bright colors and talking about mental health and then invite them down to Fluoro Fridays. And we also run a corporate program where we take the Fluoro Fridays into the workplace to start those conversations at work. Yeah, so good. 
What is it about the, the fluoro, you think? That's really just a, an attention grabber? The first time I ran down for a fluoro Friday, um, I thought, you know, if I run down in my normal wetsuit, people are going to ask me, hey, why are you wearing your, your black wetsuit down for a surf? Um, <laughs> so I thought maybe if I dress up and make something that's really invisible, you know, depression, anxiety, bipolar, it's really hard to see. What if we make it visible and combine that with surfing because we know how much stoke surfing can bring. And so it was, yeah. it was the attention grabber, but also the bright colors, they make people happy. It's like the opposite of when you're going through depression. It's like when people see a rainbow, it makes you smile and the fluoro <laughs> does that as well. So it's a combination of conversation starter and making people happy. Yeah, awesome. Mate, I love a bit of fluoro, I have to say. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure how to get out there in the colors. Some people say, oh, I actually don't own any fluoro. And the thing is, we bring spare fluoro down for you through the events. If you don't have any, we bring fluoro zincs or fluoro lays. But also, like, you don't have to wear fluoro. It's just come down and whatever you're comfortable in. Everyone's welcome at Fluoro Friday. You don't have to know how to surf. Like, all ages are welcome down there. Yeah, that's cool, man. How far has one wave uh, the one wave community spread now around the globe, like from, from where you started. So they started in Bondi beach and there's now mm -hmm. been uh, 200 beaches in 40 countries uh, that have done at least one fluoro Friday event. And that is from New Zealand to Norway. So we have the, the beaches that the aim is to turn them into regular communities um, that run like one every week or once a month fluoro Friday events. Um, and at the moment, the regular communities are in New Zealand, Australia, uh, the States, UK, France, uh, Philippines, and Argentina and a couple of others. So there's about 10 or 11 countries that run the regular Fluoro Fridays, um, which is the aim, because then you've got regular communities that can support people um, week yeah. in, week out. Man, that's awesome. That's a great spread. Yeah, we've been super lucky. It's it just shows there's so many good people out there that care. Like these tribe leaders, like Roisin, who started Byron Bay, she had seen us on Instagram and the fluoro, and a lot of people see the pictures on Instagram, like, oh, they, these guys dressed up. Like, what? The most common response when people see us um, dressed up is they think we've been like at a Bucks party or an all nighter. And so the <laughs> last thing they expect you to say is raising awareness of mental health. And that, like, fun and lighthearted way of starting the conversation about mental health really breaks down that barrier and the stigma. Yeah. Um, and Roisin from Byron Bay, she patted out in a fluoro dress at, and this was like six years ago and she had never been to a one-way event. She just saw it on Instagram, paddled out at Byron Bay and everyone was like asking her what it was about. And she like told them about one wave and raising awareness of mental health. And then she messaged us and said, Oh, Hey, I started the um, fluoro Friday in Byron today. Like, everyone's super keen to get involved and the next friday we had 30 of us uh paddling out at water goes and fluoro and mm. yeah we're lucky to have people like that around the world that have started running fluoro fridays they're volunteers and they just really want to give more people the chance to ride waves and talk about mental health yeah awesome but i think uh, the first time i saw it was on tv and and was with a prince harry visit tell us about that we had no idea that that would if ever happen you know like that yeah. having prince harry and megan down at fluoro friday was the best thing ever it showed people yeah. around the world that they don't have to face mental health challenges alone it showed them that mental health challenges don't discriminate you know it doesn't matter whether you're in the royal family or you know how much money you have uh mental health can affect everyone so that that helped us help so many more people around the world because a lot of people didn't know who one wave was but having prince harry and megan down there in their fluoro lays it really made mental health more visible around the world.
So that, did that have was a bit of a catalyst to a certain degree to start a spread? Yeah, totally. Like so, after they um, visited, we had you know new beaches um, start up. Flora Fridays in the Netherlands and UK, we had two more beaches start up in Cornwall, uh, Mexico. Uh, we had some other ones in other beaches in Europe. So we had it straight after they had visited. We had a lot more beaches that started up uh, because of that, which was amazing. What do you think it is about the ocean and the ocean's, you know, ability to heal? I think, you know, as soon as you get in the ocean, you know, like it rinses off the bad vibes. It's like anything that's going on on land is kind of gone and it's an escape from that. And you jump mm. in, whether it's like diving under the wave or, um, you know, if you're going for a swim, that saltwater therapy, just get in the ocean or catching a wave. I feel like it's the best escape mm. and the funnest thing ever. Like, honestly... Whenever I start the day off with a surf, I know everything's going to be that much easier. Like it doesn't fix everything, but I know that if there's tough stuff that comes up in the day, I can deal with it. You know, I'm like, okay, I've had my surf, I've had my surf. If yeah. I don't, I'm a bit on edge for the day. So yeah, it's for me, it's the best escape and funnest thing ever. That's awesome. Recently, I've kind of, because um, uh, I live very close to the beach uh, as well, and in these past sort of few weeks, I've really you know, felt a bit of that bite of, um, of the, you know, the, what, what's been going on with the pandemic that, you know, that we're in at the moment and, and really the, the kind of sort of unstable energy that's been out there in the world. And one of the things for me has been to just, um, like I get up in the morning and amongst other things that I do in the morning and that sort of morning routine is, is just walk into the ocean and I've just been sitting there floating in this freezing cold for just 10 minutes just just sort of floating yeah. in the ocean for 10 minutes. And, you know, for me, it's just been that kind of, I've been trying to pinpoint what it is. I, I think it's, for me, it's been, you know, getting out of the head and getting into my body. And that has felt like I've just been sort of enveloped by nature, you know, being in the water. But I, like I've always been really, really envious of surfers. And, and, you know, I've never, I think when I was 15, I used to, you know, ride an esky lid. But that was about as far as I got. And I've always been really envious of surfers and being able to get out there and catch some waves. And I just, you know, I've, I've always been fascinated by what that is, you know, and what, what, what really gets, you know, you guys out there every morning, you know, just really, you know, pumping the waves. It's definitely about getting out of your head because once you, when you've got anxiety or depression, you've got so much going on in your head. It's so hard to get rid of those negative feelings. But when you're out there on that wave, like you can't you haven't got time to think about anything else you're just like trying to stay on that wave or if you get smashed by that wave you're just trying to like climb up to get back up to the surface and you haven't got time to think about anything else so it's like whether someone's yeah. surf everyone has their surfing for some people it might be meditation for some people it might be yoga or music but i feel like it's that if you can get yourself into that space where yeah you're out of your head and you're it, it's that escape and then you have that feeling of like you can actually feel your mind still and you get that feeling of like, okay, I actually can feel happy again. I can feel still in the mind. And so it's just like, for me, I know that surfing or like training or music, it's just, if you mm. can do that and free the funk, like it just makes yeah. everything that much easier. It doesn't fix everything, but it makes everything that much easier. Yeah, man. I love some of your, your, your terminology, freeing the funk. I love it. <laughs> it's just this it, it's kind of like life though like as well with surfing like if you for example if you're in the ocean i was talking to some guys the other day about it what, what's with surfing and what's it helps you and if you're in the ocean you get smashed by a wave 
and you're trying to like fight it to the top, you know, like you're trying to fight to the top and you're trying to get up and you're kind of struggling. You can't hold your breath for as long because you're fighting. And it's kind of like that with life and mental health. Mm. If you fight the feelings, like if you're feeling depressed, anxious, you're fighting the feelings and being like, oh, I've got no reason to be depressed or sad. And you keep pushing it away rather than dealing with it and talking about it. It mm. just gets harder. And so I feel like you can relate a lot of what you do in, in the ocean and surfing and dealing with the different waves that come out at you with what happens in life as well. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, it's like for me, I, you know, I, I like to run. I've only been running for a few years. I, you know, kind of three years ago, I couldn't run for more than a minute without having to stop. Um, and last Friday, I ran 21 Ks, you know, I did a little half marathon for one. But for that's me, awesome. it's always been, oh man, it was, I tell you what, I was trashed after that. I was like, a, <laughs> I couldn't do anything. I, could, I couldn't do anything for the rest of the day. Um, but what it is for me, like with running, is that real, like, you know, when you run, that there is going to be a point in that run where you're going to hit a wall. Like, and it might happen in 500 meters. It might happen in, you know, five Ks or it might take 10 and it might happen several times in that run, but you know that you're going to hit a wall and it's really, you know, having that sort of tenacity to sort of push through it and keep moving and the courage to just keep going. And I've always said as well, that's kind of such a reflection of life. And I think again, that's that, you know, physical activity and being in your body that teaches these things, you know, and, and how resilient we can be and how we can keep moving on and, 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 and pushing on. Totally. It's just, it's like when you get knocked back down surfing, it's just like, you just got to hang in there and, and get back up, you know, and then um, things will, things will get easy. You'll get knocked down, but you can just, just got to keep getting back up. And like you said, on your run, if you can kind of go through those hard patches, like yeah. you just got to, got to hold on and hang in there and things will get easier and you'll get to the end and it'll, you'll get that feeling of like, shit, I, f- I pushed through it. You know, I can't, can do this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, we've, we've talked about, um, you know, these hard times and, and the tough times that can come with, through, you know, mental health battles. And I know you yourself, which is, which is the catalyst for all this were, uh, diagnosed with a mental health disorder. Can you tell us about the events that, that led up to that diagnosis and, and how it changed the way you live today? Yeah, for sure. Like for me, I, growing up, you know, I grew up in New Zealand playing rugby, surfing, just the happy kid, you know, the one that all my mates used to say, like, hey, like, how are you happy all the time, always smiling, you know, and I was when I was younger, like not a problem in the world. I, um, we didn't talk about mental health back then. I didn't even know what it was, you know, it didn't get talked about at school. Um, and I grew up playing rugby and it was just like a hardened up culture, you know, so you wouldn't, mm. wouldn't talk about struggling unless you broke your arm or something you know otherwise it's like oh just just harden up bro so I didn't know how to talk about my feelings like I just didn't know and I know that people would have supported me if I did I just didn't know how to open up and um, it was about eight years ago and I started suffering from more uh, anxiety and depression and I, I didn't understand what it even was you know I had the feeling in my chest and my throat I had like a meeting at work I had a which I know now was a panic attack where I had to I was working for a tequila company in marketing. I had to leave in the middle of a presentation to the bathroom and yeah, wow. I had my first panic attack. Um, and that's when I knew things were, things were starting to get pretty bad. And I reached out for help after that. Uh, I was first diagnosed with perfectionism. And I'm far from perfect. I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah. So far from perfect. So it was like that didn't really, that diagnosis, but I was just happy I didn't have depression then. And then, it got worse and I got diagnosed with depression and put on antidepressants and I thought it was a weak weakness. You know, I thought that 
people had seen me as a sad person and I didn't want to take this medication, but I, I just knew I had to and I, I did, but unfortunately it was a misdiagnosis and these antidepressants sent me up to the manic end of bipolar. Yeah, right. And I went from like the lowest low to the highest high within like a week because these, this medication. And um, I had a manic episode, and by the end of that week, I ended up in the mental health ward of Manly Hospital. Uh, that was so that was eight years ago, and uh, spent two weeks in there, and that was the. I just I went from the highest high to the lowest low. You know, I um, I thought my life was over. You know, surrounded by all these amazing people but we're all struggling with the biggest struggles in our head and we didn't Mm. want to admit to anyone what we had and we didn't want to talk about it and I was diagnosed with bipolar at the end of those two weeks and um yeah I I didn't even didn't even understand it I didn't didn't want to have bipolar I honestly thought my life was over um and so I I was living in Sydney then and then I packed up all my stuff in Sydney and moved back home to uh, New Zealand and just forced for six months just spent time trying to look after me and and get better and the big thing that helped me first was surfing you know just being in the ocean was the best escape from all the you know the pain that was in my head at the time and the anxiety and the embarrassment of what happened when I had the manic episode but I left that all on land when I was in the ocean like that was all on land you know and I remember I've surfed all my life but I remember catching this wave one day probably a couple of weeks after I got back from hospital and it was the first time I'd smiled in so long and actually felt it and didn't have all the head noise. And for me, like one wave is all it takes, you know, like it didn't fix everything, but it gave me hope that I could feel happy again. Yeah. Um, other thing that helped me was good people. I was so scared to share my story. Um, I thought people would run the other way, but I told a few of my friends, well, I told my family, first and they were the best they've supported me from day one and but my also my friends um I was so surprised that a couple of days after I told them some of my best mates also shared with me that they'd struggled with their mental health as well and I couldn't believe it I'm like these are my best mates why don't we talk about this hard stuff like just because it's invisible like we need to talk about the hard stuff and the good stuff so I thought if this is my closest friends that are suffering, I have no idea, then there must be so many other people struggling. And that was the inspiration behind starting One Wave. I thought maybe if we combine this recipe of the ocean and saltwater therapy and One Wave is all it takes with this message of it's okay not to be okay and, and you're not alone, we could hopefully help some people and get more people talking about mental health and more people in the ocean. And our, our mission with One Wave is to give more people the chance to ride waves and talk about mental health without being judged. And we launched in 2013. And since then, we haven't missed a week of Fluoro Fridays. And yeah, we just want to try and help more people and make sure people don't have to go through mental health challenges alone. Look, man, it's it's such a great initiative. I, you know, I love it. And like, I'm, I'm super passionate myself about, you know, that as blokes, you, you know, that when you go through something like this, this immediate kind of thought of this is a weakness, you know, I can't show this for a lot of guys. You know, I think it's just so important that we try to break those those uh, moles of the, that kind of traditional masculine man, you know, trying to find some freedom in expressing, you know, your full selves. What have you found from from talking to other blokes about this and, and, and opening up? Because often, you know, it seems like for guys that's the hardest step to take is that, that step to just sort of 
open up initially to someone? Yeah, for me, it was the hardest step. I think I was thinking about what stopped me. And the, the thing that stopped me is like, I was growing up as I was known as the happy person. So I didn't want that change. I thought if I said I was, you know, going head bipolar, then my mates might see me as a different person, which I'd built this up in my head because when I opened up to my friends, it was actually the complete opposite. I thought they'd run the other way. It actually brought us closer together yeah. because they started sharing their stories with me. And then all of a sudden, instead of just going, hey, bro, what's up? How are you doing? Like, yeah, I'm sweet. A lot of the time we say we're sweet, but we're actually not. Whereas once you start opening up, you can have that group of mates that you can be completely honest. And we're sitting having a beer at the pub or out in the surf. When you say how you're really doing, you don't have to ask that twice. Like, how are you really going? It's like, oh, no, I've had a bit of a shit yeah. week. But I've found that it takes, you know, guys, we're not that good about talking about our feelings yeah. because we want to be the, we want to help everyone. We want to be the fixers. We've grown up, you know, in this masculine culture. But I think I've learned that vulnerability is actually, I thought it was a weakness, but it's actually a strength. Yeah. And what I see lately, a lot more guys are starting to open up and, when people ask me, what's the biggest way you can help someone? And what can you say? I would say that one of the biggest ways is actually just being completely honest about how you're feeling because that you being vulnerable gives them the chance to be vulnerable as well. So it's, we've got sto- still so far to go because we still lose so many good people because it's so invisible, mm. you know, when people are suffering. And that's the, the hardest thing. And that's why I try and say that, you know, if we can just be there and just check in and ask like, how I you know how you doing but then chuck in there like a no nah, how, how are you really doing like how are you really traveling bro yeah then we can help start those conversations yeah absolutely and the tomorrow man organization which you might be familiar with here that's yeah that awesome um, oh yeah amazing and you know that's one of those things they say is it's that second and third question that is so important because as blokes, we've just grown up to, you know, walk up to each other and go, how you going, mate? Oh, yeah, I'm not doing so bad. And you're like, oh, well, that sucks. Anyway, um, do you want to just go off and, you know, grab another beer or whatever? You know, it's not that they're not there for that kind of second and third question. And, and that's just where it really sort of starts to open up. It's sharing that and being vulnerable as well really creates that empathy. Yeah. So then that's when people can go, shit, you know, I've, I've, I haven't been feeling too, you know, too good myself on that like my mates that were struggling i had no idea they're just the happiest guys as well and all of a sudden i was like far out like I, the first thing they said to me is you're the last person i expected to have mental health challenges and i was like well same mm. for you so i'm like why do we not talk so when you start talking it's you guys will like as soon as you open the gate and start talking about it we want we want to talk about it you know but it's just finding that way of starting mm. the conversation that's why i think it's awesome with november because it's starting yeah growing the most starting that conversation in a light-hearted way because we're in the most like you can chat to me with fluoro as well it's it's an invitation to chat because if we're in fluoro and someone sees us they're like okay i can have a chat to these guys so sometimes it's like we're in fluoro is like that second you know, how are you really it's kind of because i've had yeah, people yeah, yeah. stop me along the street and they'll be like oh you're with fluoro friday I haven't been down, but like, you know, it means something to me, like because I've been through it or someone I know. So it's, there's some awesome things happening at the moment. Um, You know, a lot of community mental health initiatives like Tomorrow Man, they have awesome chats, you know, Mm. get guys having, you know, chats that are really hard. But once you start the chats, like guys just start opening up and, and, and that's what it's all about. Like guys crying. I never used to cry, but the first time I cried after you know, like being diagnosed bipolar and I, I filmed myself like mm. uh, my story just because I was 
I don't really want to be telling everyone, but I just want to let it out. And that yeah. crime was part of me kind of like finding the recipe to manage it, you know? Yeah. It's the wall coming down. You know, that's that thing about, you know, that initial step to sharing is it's just breaking down that wall. And once that wall's come down, you know, you, you find that we, you know, find it easier to talk. And sometimes that crying, I know for me it is anyway, you know, um, when you've got something that's built up so much, just, um, you know, having a having a good a good cry or sometimes like I've got, you know, a couple of a couple of ways to make myself cry because I know that'll that'll break down because I know I've got blocks that I you know that lead me to resist opening up and talking even to my wife you know but yeah it's just um there's there's nothing quite like it yeah totally and I think the thing is a big thing I learned is that, you know like it's impossible to be happy all the time like I learned that it's totally okay mm. not to be okay and being sad does not mean I'm a sad person it just means like I'm, I'm human you know so that was a big yeah. Because I thought you had to be happy all the time. That's I thought mental health was like being happy all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's 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 owning that kind of full rounded you, everything about you, all of the emotions, all of the feels. Yeah, yeah, to- totally. And that's why I think for me a big thing is is um, I've learned is uh, don't fight the feelings. You know, if you're feeling sad, like mm. talk to someone about it, whether it's a mate, a professional, go for a surf. If you're feeling happy, you know, like embrace that, enjoy it, you know, because life is, is full of ups and downs. And so, you know, if you're feeling feeling good, that's a good time to help other people and just, you know, like embrace it. If you're feeling bad, just make sure you don't have to go through it alone. But if, if you are, like know that you can manage it by yourself and you've got coping strategies, then that's totally cool. I know sometimes I just need my downtime and that's me chilling at home, you know, not going out and doing meditation or, or whatever I need to do. but just know that there's always someone there you can reach out to because so many people that care about you and that are open to have a chat, even though at that time when you're so far in your head, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that, but there, there's so many people that care. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to talking about the surfing and the good vibes that it brings you, how has it been for you during this time that we're in now not being able to surf during the pandemic? I came back to New Zealand at the start of lockdown um, where I grew up and I, I thought, okay, well, it's going to be tough because I'm not going to be, I'm going to be in lockdown, but I thought we we're still going to be mm. able to surf. But as soon as I got back, they actually stopped. Um, the beaches. There were six weeks without surfing. And so that was, that was so hard not surfing. But one thing that helped was like, we're all in it together. Because everyone was like, well, if I can't surf, if people go to the, people say, well, if people, you know, can't go to the gym, then that's, you know, we've just got to not surf for the, until we kind of get through this. So that kind of was one thing that's helped me a lot with this whole um, lockdown period. It's just like, we're all in this together, but being not in the ocean was so hard because that's the way I start the day. You know, that's my thought of therapy I get, um, whether it's just a swim or going for a surf. So I had to kind of find something that would keep me sane during that time and help give me some stoke and yeah. exercise has always been massive for me so yeah I couldn't surf but I could get up and go for a walk at sunrise and see the sunrise and we couldn't go for a swim we weren't allowed in the ocean which was so hard but yeah getting up and going for a walk and seeing the sunrise was a massive help for me but then I needed to do exercise because just I feel like if you're moving yeah 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 if you're keeping the body moving then the mind's thinking less about kind of negative stuff and I feel like if you keep the body moving, it's it's thinking more positive. So I um downloaded this app, this fitness app, and I just jumped on that for half an hour a day. And I'd do yoga one day and then some like sort of free weight stuff the next and Pilates and 
I just made sure I did that every day and I started doing more meditation, which I hadn't done enough of lately. And so I started doing more of that. So yeah, that's the thing that helped me get through just something positive, something to keep the body moving. How good is yoga? Seriously. I like, I haven't, I was like, a, a, you know, I was a big yogi for, for a good, good number of years. And for the last year I've kind of dropped off a lot and funnily enough, have like found it again during the pandemic and like isolation, just doing, you know, YouTube yoga. But oh, I don't know, for me, that is like, that, that's got to be the, you know, the second behind, you know, jumping in the ocean and feeling that kind of being, that feeling of being enveloped by nature. It's like, you know, you finish a, you finish a yoga class and you just lie there in Shavasana and you're like, holy crap, I can feel every part of my body here. Yeah, yoga's, yoga's awesome. It's one thing that I've always um, started doing for a bit and then stopped because I'm like, I haven't got time. But during the isolation, like, I've like, well, I've got no excuse now. So yoga helped heaps because it's like you got exercise but plus it's like your meditation at, at the same time. So mm. yeah, yoga, yoga is awesome. And I think um, that's something that I did in lockdown that I'm going to definitely keep doing more of. It's good for, it's, and it's good for surfing too. I definitely need to be more flexible. So it's good for that. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think drives you to keep shining the spotlight on mental health, so to speak, around the globe? What holds you accountable to kind of keep pushing forward? Oh, we're, we're just losing too many good people to suicide you know like it's Mm. and often it's the people we least expect like you know the happiest people the kindest people you know who give everyone else so much and and you know like don't know how to reach out for help or just just too much pain they're dealing with in their heads so we just want to we want to save lives by giving more people the chance to ride waves and, and talk about mental health and our way of doing that is by using these bright colors and sitting down in Mm. anti bad vibe circles and giving people the chance to share their stories, but also getting them out in the ocean for some saltwater therapy. But that's my big passion. We, we want to we wanna help people and stop losing so many good people. So we're just part of the recipe. So we're not doctors or psychologists. So what we are trying to do is partner with all the different mental health charities as well. Like the only way we're going to save people is by working together. So we actually partner with local doctors and psychologists where if someone comes down to Flora Fry and they were struggling, you know, what could they do next? And that's a big passion for us is that we find good local doctors and psychologists so that if people are struggling, we can link them up with the professional support that they need as well. And I think for me, that's something I really struggle with is that um, I struggle with so long to find a good doctor and good psychologist. So Mm. I just always think if we can get people talking about it, so make them feel like um, they're not alone and make sure they know it's okay not to be okay and then try and connect them up with the right professional support then hopefully you know we can help them you know find the right recipe to manage their mental health because everyone's different you know but yeah our way of doing it is you know the fluoro and the surfing yeah mate i, I feel you definitely um you know on the losing too many good people i've uh, you know lost a couple of people i you know i, I cared for dearly in in my life and you know just you know after you do more research and 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 get into into this and and understand that it it, you you can find ways out i can understand what's you know what what keeps pushing you forward yeah sorry to hear that mate it's 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 too um yeah definitely losing too many good people so yeah i mean thanks for you doing what you're doing now because you doing this and helping spread the word about one wave and, and mental health you know that's it could be one person that listens. And that's always the, the thing that drives me. I'm like, there might be one person that comes down to Florida Friday one week who, who really needs it. And that's, that's what drives me. I'm like, and there's so many good things happening. 
these days around mental health. Mm. All the awesome communities and charities that are, you know, like really doing all they can to make it easier for people to talk about mental health. Um, so I feel like if we can just all pull together, then we can, yeah, we can help each other. You know, where I kind of really started to get super passionate about it was I had my own sort of health scare. I've, you know, uh, had prostate cancer at a young age, like I discovered it by accident in my in my mid-30s. And it was after going through that journey um, and me, you know, not finding any information or uh, any support out there for guys my age and the issues that might come from that for a man who was younger, who hadn't had a family and, and things like that. I started to get really passionate about, you know, wanting to share my story so that other people felt less alone. And then that's gotten broader and broader because those issues kind of, you know, um, led me into some mental health issues of my own and had a bit of a, a nervous breakdown. But it's really wanted me to kind of, you know, share that story to just, you know, show guys that there is hope out there, you know. And if we do open up and, and share our stories, you know, we're better together. And, you know, it's just it's just super important. I've got all the feels now just, uh, you know, talking about this. Oh, mate, yeah, thanks. for Sorry I had to go through that. But um, thanks for sharing. I think that's key what you said, you know, just like if we can all share our stories, then people realize they're not alone, um, you know, like. Everyone's got a story. Yeah, everyone's gone through some mm. tough stuff in their life, and I feel like if we can just just talk about it and different people relate to different stories, you know, and it makes it doesn't fix it, but just makes it easier when you know you're not alone in it. And I think what you said before about the perfectionism—that's I think that's a big thing for blokes. You know, we need to look like we are impenetrable and we are doing everything right. And you know, I think that's, that's something I definitely struggled with, and something you know I get pulled up with uh, by my wife all the time, but. You know, it, it just goes back to what we're talking about, you know, and just, just to keep talking about this and every every bloke is going to, you know, go through some of this stuff themselves. So it's, um, you know, the more we talk about it, the, the the better off we'll be. Yeah, definitely, mate. I think that's the thing. I think we're all, we're all so damn hard on ourselves, eh? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was um, you also call yourself a social good consultant. Uh, can you tell me a bit about that? And and you know, it's all about working with brands to um, for social good. Can you can you talk us uh, through some of the brands that you've worked with and some of the work you've done there? You know, Mike's career experience is in marketing. So I used to do marketing for um, mm -hmm. Kellogg's. I did marketing for a tequila brand for a while. And so I want to use my experience that I've had in marketing and my experience from one wave in terms of helping others to help brands you know help others yeah, yeah so it's really about working with brands to create social good and coming up with creative ways that they can help people and i think now more than ever that's going to be so important you know it's just like how can we all help each other to create good whether it's helping people with their mental health or whether it's helping with the environment so yeah that's like a side project yeah. i'm actually going to try and kick it off more yeah after after we get through um this tough time at the moment is definitely something i want to start mm. focusing more but yeah I've, most of my time is always i'm so passionate about one wave i've been focusing on that so much so yeah i think that's so good though as well that you have like skills that you can kind of bring into what you're trying to do as well i think that's a that's just like that's a real blessing and you know even in the in these you know pandemic times and these times where we're 
you know, have gone through self-isolation and, and um, been locked away, it can be a real transformative time as well. You know, I think people can get to, uh, you know, points in their lives, this is particularly, you know, probably for a, a lot of blokes, you know, you go and get into a career, you go so far down a career, you, you start not to enjoy it so much and then you... Um, and then you think, oh shit, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep doing this. I've, you know, I put twenty years into this life, but these times seem to be seem seem to be great times for, you know, a bit of transformation and a bit of a pivot coming out the other side. Yeah, definitely. It's like it's like me. So I was working for a marketing for a tequila company. Um, you know, before I had the manic episode and like I was just you know throwing parties and having the best time. It looked like from the outside, but inside I was, I was starting to struggle. But I had no idea that one day I would be working you know in in the mental health space through surfing you know it's just yeah not something i ever would have thought of but now it's like i really want to help people talk about mental health i love surfing so i get combined that if i'd never gone through that tough time even though like this this toughest time ever i wouldn't have had the chance to Mm. you know to be part of the one wave community and now and focus on helping people through surfing so yeah it's it's crazy like at the moment like it's such a roller coaster for everyone at the moment. Like it's just all around the world. People are doing it, you know, struggling. Um, mm. Lockdown, they're isolated, they're away from people. Some people have lost jobs. So it's like, it, it's such a tough time at the moment. So it's like looking after our mental health has mm. been, never been more important than right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I'd always say about having cancer, and this sounds really weird. It even sounds weird when the words come out of my mouth to me. But for me, having cancer and going through that journey and look i'm cancer free now i have been for like nine years but going through that experience is like it is probably the best thing that ever happened to me you know now i am honest with myself i am doing what i want to do and living the life i want to live and i'm able to share my story with other people to help other people and i think uh you know it's important that like you said the tough times you know are the you know, can bring great things because it it obviously makes you you go inward to kind of check what's going on there and 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 what you can do to shift and change. Yeah, it's it's so true, mate. And thanks for being so sharing in it, mate. You're a strong, awesome human for getting through what you have and and oh, mate, thanks. to be sharing your story. And I was actually sitting around with a group of um guys the other day on a surf program, and and one of them was struggling. And one of the guys said to him, "He's like your story." is going to help a whole lot of people one day he's like you don't know it yet but your story is going to help a whole lot of people and i was like it's like you know your story and like mm. it actually was something because you know it's hard to know what to say sometimes when people says oh you know i'm struggling and got nothing happening and whatever but he was like you just got to hang in there bro your story is going to help yeah help a whole lot of people people need to hear your story I was like that is such a powerful actually thing to say um because it's so so true you know everyone Everyone has like a story that needs to be heard. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I wanted to talk about as well was a film that you featured in, Happy Sad Man, and films like that and shows like in Australia uh, like Man Up seem to be really, you know, or have done, have broken new ground, bringing the, you know, the subject to light of um, men feeling free to, to openly express their emotions um, and feelings like we've been talking about. Can you tell us a bit about that experience with the with the film Happy Sad Man? Me and the One Wave community were lucky enough to be part of the Happy Sad Man film, which was created by Jen Bailey, which is um, she's now has a really good friend of mine, but I hadn't met her before then. Mm. She asked me to be part of the film um, with a whole bunch of you know awesome guys that have different mental health stories, and the whole aim of the film was was showing you know these real stories of guys being vulnerable and showing you know where there's happy, there's sad, you know, like yeah that you know being 
going through depression or, or being sad does not mean you're a sad person. If you watch the film, like it's people have said to me, I did not expect to be like crying and laughing so much in the in the same <laughs> film about mental health. So yeah, it really shows in life that you know it's a roller coaster. There's ups and downs, but in amongst those you know tough times there's happiness as well so the whole aim of the film is to share these stories and you know let people know they're not alone because as we said earlier guys aren't that good about talking about our feelings so the film the aim is just to Mm. be an uplifting mental health stories to make sure guys know that it's okay not to be okay yeah absolutely i think we're kind of coming to the end here there's one final question uh, I just wanted to ask you, which I want to like to finish up with. And if uh, our listeners could choose to do one thing today to improve their mental health, and I think I might know the answer here, what would you suggest? I'd say if they could get in the ocean for a swim or go surfing. Yeah. <laughs> if they can't do whatever it is it takes that help you free the funk, like whether that's what's your surfing, whether it's yoga, whether it's meditation. Yeah whether it's music. Uh, another big thing for me, I would say, is just go real easy on yourself. It's like such tough times right now. It's okay to be to feel sad and, you know, be struggling at times, um, but just know that you don't have to go through it alone. So don't fight the feelings. If you're struggling, reach out to a friend, family, get a checkup from the neck up from a doctor and, and just know, like, things will get easier. No, it's just a matter of just reaching out for help when you need it. Excellent, mate. Couldn't have said it better myself. Grant Trebilka, thank you so much for being on the Mentel podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you here. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for everything you do. Wow. What an inspiring guy and just an incredible story, you know, from overcoming such adversity himself and then wanting to shift that and help as many people as he possibly can, you know, by sharing his own personal journey. That is just super inspirational. And if you're keen to join Grant's initiative, OneWave, or you just want to offer your support, head to OneWaveIsAllItTakes.com to find out more. On the next episode of Mantel, I had the honour of chatting to television personality, radio broadcaster and tireless men's mental health advocate Gus Warland. I was very lucky that I was then asked to do a show called Man Up on the ABC and for me it was a journey of why my friend had taken his own life and then I soon realised it wasn't just my friend, it's actually so many Aussies and so many pommies and so many yanks and so many blokes from America and the UK going through the same thing and um, it changed my life. So please give it a listen. Speak to you then guys. Mental is an In Your Ears podcast presented and produced by Ben Jenkins produced and edited by Charles Amston with opening music by Nick Kingswell and closing music by Night Radio. For more information on this and other podcasts, check out the In Your Ears podcast's Facebook page. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and spread the word. And if you or anyone you know needs help, call Lifeline on 131114.